Sports Radio WEEI, it's Christian Arkan here live from Winter Weekend in Springfield, and I'm joined right now by the loneliest man in New England. <laughs> Just kidding. Hyam Bloom joins me here on the program. Hyam, uh, John Henry actually invoked that last night, the Theo Epstein loneliest guy. Is that how you feel right now? You feel like the loneliest guy in New England? Up on that stage maybe a little bit, but not when I'm walking around here. Our fans are great. Like, they get it. They, they're, they're locked in. I mean, you walk around this place. I was, so I stepped out of dinner last night to, to go uh, take a bathroom break, and I run into two, two fans, probably I'm guessing about 14 or 15 years old, that wanted to talk about, looking back to November, why David Hamilton on the 40-man and not Thad Ward. And, <laughs> you know, with all due respect to, uh, you know, the fourth estate that covers us so capably, sure. I'm not sure every single one of them would be locked in enough to ask that question. So, you know, it's just part of it. It's, that's a passion that our fans have. Um, last night, you saw that passion on display, to be sure. Were you surprised by the reaction? I mean, I know it wasn't a great year last year, but still, I mean, these are paying customers. Like, that was, that was pretty rough. I wasn't surprised at all. No. I expected it. You know, I get it. Like, we weren't very good last year. Simple. Yeah? What, 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 do, you, what do you attribute that to? I mean, obviously, you didn't put a team together thinking, oh, we're going to have a bad year. What went wrong? No, I mean, look, we expected to be in the postseason. Um, and I think we had a team talent-wise that was capable of doing it. I think there were a couple things. Look, some of it, you know, the breaks of the game, injuries. Look, we definitely took more than our fair share. Now, that said, there are a couple other teams in baseball that got beat up a lot. You know, some teams that sinks, a couple of them powered through that and got to the postseason. We weren't able to do that. So there's some other things, you know, just in terms of, you know, Alex has talked about this, how we played the game at times. Um, you know, the types of at-bats we had in big situations. Obviously, our bullpen was not what it needed to be. And there were some things with how the roster came together that, you know, I look back and there were points where it didn't fit together as well as it needed to and, and put everybody in a bad spot. Now, I, am, I, I agree that last year wasn't a great year, obviously. But I think if you guys just had a bad year and did this, uh, you know, did the town hall, you might not have gotten the same reaction as you get when someone like Xander Bogarts walks out the door. And obviously you open the thing talking about Mookie and where you guys were three years ago. Do you, what what slice of the pie do you think the reaction was? Was it the year last year, or was it losing another beloved uh, fan favorite player? I, I just look at it as kind of a combination of everything. I think that's why I wanted to. That's why I said what I did, and that's why I wanted to say that because I do think a lot of this just has to do with all those different things on top of each other. Obviously, seeing two guys, great players that we all love, leave in you know a three year period. On top of, you know, more recently, it's one thing if that's happening and, we're, and we got trophies all over the place. Right. You know, we didn't have a very good year. So it all, it all kind of comes together. And that's why I thought it was important to say, look, you know, I understand what's happened. Here's what we're trying to do. Like it, don't like it, that's fine. This is Everybody's got different opinions in this game. But I want people to understand the vision, understand that there is a reason for all of this and that it is all part of us competing and pushing towards what we need to be doing. Hi, and when Xander signed with San Diego, I read a story about you in the airport being kind of shell-shocked and not really, you know. And I remember at that time, and I was just talking about this before the break, Carabas and Sean McAdam, a bunch of other uh, fourth estate people, as you know, were sort of tweeting, uh-oh, hey, I heard, some, I heard some good news. And then all of a sudden there was this big contract in San Diego. Were you shell-shocked by that? Was that as big of a surprise as it appeared to be to everybody else? No, and, you know, I hate to put it so bluntly because Julian does such a good job uh, you know, covering us, and he's awesome to work with, and you know, he's a good writer. Um, but we we had a good sense, uh, and I've told a couple people this since. I've been pretty open with how it unfolded. We had a good sense even from the night before that you know this thing was probably going to go to a place that we were not going to go, 
And, you know, we got to own that. I've been pretty blunt about that. I think we all have. Good for Xander. We, we love him. We just did not think that that type of deal was something that was going to be good for the organization. And you go back to the comment that John made yesterday. You know, sometimes making what you think is the right decision for the organization is not going to be popular. And it's not even, you know, you, sometimes you've got to break your own heart because it's the right decision for the organization. So we kind of had a sense of where that was going. I think the reaction was a couple things. One, um, you know, I've never left. I, that was, I think, the 18th winter meetings I've been at in my career. I have never, ever left a winter meetings not feeling like just a block punt. Like, it, it's an exhausting event. Um, two, uh, you know, I knew when I, I wanted to say something because I didn't want to obviously duck it, but I knew I was the first person in the organization that was going to be commenting on this. And you're talking about a player who is um, going to be, you know, one of the true greats of this franchise for, you know, forever. And I wanted to make sure I was gathering my thoughts and doing that in the right way. But we kind of knew throughout the day where it was going. If you could go back to the Bogarts negotiations and do them over again, is there anything you'd have done differently? You know, as, as far as his free agency is concerned, that obviously just went to a place. Like I said, we weren't going to go there. There are points along the way. you've cut him off before it came to something like yeah, that. Yes, so, so you know, I, I know that's kind of, that's a lot of the storyline around this. And I don't think it's as simple as it kind of gets portrayed. I will say that. You know, this guy, obviously, before I was here back in 19, chose to delay his free agency because he really wanted to be here at that time. Um, you know, and he, Scott did a good job and negotiated an opt-out for him three years later that, you know, most time in this business, no matter how much people like playing somewhere, there's only so many times they're going to forego that right. Mm. And he's a great player and, and had the right to do it. So I, I don't think it was ever as clear cut. Now, that said, you know, I got asked this, uh, I think, at some point this winter, at some point after that happened, if I had, you know, some regrets about the situation with Xander. I said there's a couple things, um, and I didn't want to elaborate because I do think it's personal, it's private. But as far as the negotiations are concerned, look, I totally understand the criticism. I do think, uh, you know, again, I, I don't know how realistic it is to expect a player to forego that right a second time without really, really compelling reasons. Well, the make matters worse here now. Trevor Story's got this injury. We heard today that he does indeed plan to play this year. Um, what do you sort of do in the middle of that infield? Bogarts is gone. Story's going to be out for a while. There's some in-house candidates, certainly. Uh, do you plan on uh, continuing to explore uh, opportunities there or options there? Yeah, we do. And obviously it's, we're at the point in the offseason that we're at. But even before this happened with Trevor, we were still planning to add. So we are going to. Who, what, when, I, you know, I can't tell you right now, obviously. It's not like we've got something up our sleeve. But, uh, you know, I, when, when we announced Trevor's surgery, you know, I didn't want to and still don't want to commit to, hey, he's definitely coming back because I just don't think it's fair to hang a timetable on this at this early stage. We're not even two weeks beyond the surgery. But you talk to him, he's, he's planning to be back. Um, so let's just see how it goes. I know you've answered this question before, but it seemed like the first thing that you were tasked to do when you took this job was trade one of the great players in the history of the team. And I just feel like that, you know, that's like taking two steps forward before you can even walk into your office. Is that what it felt like to you? Like, what, what was, the, what was the, the feeling there when you sort of realized, I'm going to have to move this guy. This is the first thing people are going to know about me is that I trade a Mookie Betts. Yeah, look, you can't worry about that. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the Red Sox. And the fact of the matter is I knew when I came here that for all the recent success, and that success, I'm not shorting that success at all. Believe me, like I, my former team, we got our asses kicked by the 2018 Red Sox, who Never also won the division <laughs> two years before that. Yeah. Um, so 
taking nothing away from that success, the fact of the matter was we were in a really tough spot at that point in time where we had a team that, you know, 2019 showed that, I think, pretty convincingly. The team was not where it needed to be. Everybody else in the division was building the right way. Everybody else in the division was really on the way up. And so I think at that point, you have a couple choices. You can just double down on everything you've done, continue doubling down, doubling down. Now, when you do that, even as a big market team, you fall off a cliff, you might end up rebuilding for half a decade. And we've seen that happen. It doesn't just happen to small market teams. It can happen to big market teams. Or you got to look at how do we repopulate the talent base of the organization with young talent, and how can we do that and win at the same time? And fortunately, this organization, we do have great resources to be able to do that. And that was really what we were trying to do all along. Obviously, in 2020, it was not going to be possible for any number of reasons. I think how tough 2020 was kind of showed the need to do that because, frankly, had Mookie been here in 2020, we weren't going anywhere either way. Mm -hmm. But you look at 2021, and I really think in many ways because we did what we did and because we made that tough decision, we were able to win in 2021. Um, Obviously, Doogie was a huge contributor to that, but we took all of the resources that would have gone to Mookie, so it wasn't just that we got Doogie. We used all those resources on Kike and Hunter and Adam Adovino and Garrett Richards, and we did the right things to build that team, and we were we didn't go as far as we wanted to, but we almost got to the World Series with that team. So the plan didn't change in 22. The plan was the same thing. The plan was get as much talent back in the organization as we possibly can and then use the money, use the resources that we're fortunate to have to give us a chance to win in the here and now. The fact of the matter is, in 2022, we didn't get it done. we got to own that. And right. there's things I would do differently with that, mm-hmm. but that's what we've been trying to do, and... It really was just a function. Like I said, it's not about me. I, I'm not, I can't worry about that. I don't worry about that. Worry about how can we get this organization back where it needs to be because the fact of the matter was we were headed towards that cliff and we had to make tough decisions to get out of that situation. All right, Ian, before we let you go here, um, a lot of rule changes in baseball this year, uh, certainly affecting uh, some pitchers that I'm going to be talking to in just a few minutes, um, and there's some other uh, changes the, across the spectrum. What's your take on some of those? I know that you guys have all had sign of a collaborative process in discussing them and sort of enacting them. Um, how do you feel about these, uh, these new rules? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Look, you know, I've said it in a couple of contexts, um, and this is, this is relevant to obviously some of these conversations. Every conversation I've heard with a player about the rules has already been, you know, how do you think these rules are going to hurt you? Yeah. We can't think like that. These rules apply to everybody. we got to be the ones to figure out how to win with these rules. Every time there's change, every time there's disruption, it creates opportunity. The cool thing about us, we have a coaching staff, a bunch of baseball rats that are going to be really engaged in figuring out where's those little advantages that we might think of that another team might not that's going to enable us to win an extra one or two games this year. All right, very good. We'll leave it right there. Then, hi, I'm Bloom. Thanks so much for the time. Uh, great to talk with you. Great to finally meet you. And uh, don't worry, these people are nicer than they seem, I think. They're, everybody's <laughs> been awesome. And Everyone's like said, been good. They, except, they have except opinions. For the, yeah, they have true. opinions. But they've been great. All right. Well, great. And uh, you've been great. So thanks very much. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, you're a good sport. You bet. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Ty and Bloom.